Welcome to episode 156 of the Mash Those Buttons MASHcast. I am Jarrett, and I am here with Scourge of Ironforge and Games Industry Public Defender, Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And also here with uh, Sage Infinite, or Jovan Branch, formerly of In Orbit, waiting his return. I am so happy to be here. And let me just tell everybody out there, dreams do come true because I'm on the MASHcast. <laughs> that was one of your dreams to be on the mash cast i thought you knew that man <laughs> i knew i knew you listened to it. i didn't know it was a dream like <laughs> yes they do come true and i'm i'm living them right now oh okay well we're, we're i'm glad i could make uh we could make it on your bucket list <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um kind of a busy week because as we, as we record this pax is going on so we have somebody at PAX Prime right now. Uh, we're, we're probably going to do a special edition mask, mash cast. Uh, can with, we uh, can we say who it is, or is it like we have a secret agent there, like infiltrating the uh, the uh, the? No, building? it's Crash Tag or Dre from uh, Double Tap. Nice. <laughs> no, no secret there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Dre from Double Tap is at uh, is at PAX Prime, doing all the PAX Prime things, taking all the appointments. He is going to be dead tired when he gets back. And probably sick, and probably sick. And I even I, I think I did tell him to take some hand sanitizer with him. That's that important. That, that doesn't even stop it, even if you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> it does, man. Like, yo, like so. For example, uh, I think it was a Pax East 2011, right? We uh, we had a group of seven that went. Okay, most of us got through Pax without catching Pax plague. One person caught it. Then we all met up like a week after PAX and went to like get something to eat, and it destroyed us all because that oh. one person was still sick a week later. Wow. PAX, PAX Plague is no joke, yo. They call it different things for different cons. Like, you know, I, I don't know what they call it for Comic-Con, but I know for PAX it's called PAX Plague. Because <laughs> people are fucking nasty. Like, that's... <laughs> wash your hands, assholes. Wash your fucking hands, yo. You know, that's the only that's the only advice I have. When you go to other cons like Comic Con sometimes, or even sometimes you go to a fighting game event. You know, people can be getting a little ripe. You know that they're not taking showers. <laughs> like, dude, I saw you on stream yesterday, and now I see you again, and you're wearing the same exact shit, and you're not. It's not like a team jersey or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shower, bro. Take a shower. Um. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have a couple things to talk about. Like I said, PAX Prime is going on right now. We're probably going to do uh, a special edition podcast just for the PAX Prime stuff when um, Andre gets back. Uh, but in the meantime, what we're going to talk about today, a uh, couple things on the list. Rock Band 4 instruments. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, if you can use the instruments from, you know, the last gen and how so. Uh, Fable Legends being a Windows 10 store exclusive. YouTube Gaming finally launched. Uh, Cliffy B's, you know, first-person shooter is finally has a name, Lawbreakers, and there has been a gameplay video. Uh, microtransactions and Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, we're gonna tie it in with also a, a little talk, talking about you know, Kojima Hero Worship uh, article from Forbes. You know, because some people want to boycott uh, Metal Gear Solid Five because of what's been happening with Kojima. Kojima. We're gonna talk about that a little bit, and then we're also gonna talk about a little bit more about Gamersgate and. I, you know, honestly, I had a, I had to wrestle myself to put this one back in here because I really wanted to have a no Gamergate article policy on the show, <laughs> but I think we need to talk about it again. So we're, we're going to talk about all those things. 
before we get into that, I do want to talk a little bit about Summer Jam because while PAX Prime is going on, Summer Jam is also happening in Philly, and that's a fighting game competition uh, here on the East Coast. It's one of the larger majors. I mean, I met people from, like, people were coming up from down south, people were coming from Canada. I met a ton of people yesterday uh, at Summer Jam. But I think the biggest thing you're going to hear out of Summer Jam, of course, besides people winning, you know, the various tournaments, is the ass-whooping that Sonic Fox <laughs> put on Perfect Legend. Oh, my God. Sonic Fox beat Perfect Legend 13-0 in a first to 10. Cold <laughs> first to blooded. 10. Jeez. Cold-blooded. I mean, the whole thing looked like a Katana reveal video. Like they were revealing the character and just showing her beat up on other characters. That's what the shit looked like. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, which might be a, 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 quite a few of you, there there has been like some some beef going on between Sonic Fox and Perfect Legend. And Perfect Legend's been saying some shit on Twitter. You know, he's got those Twitter fingers. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't know about that part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's got Twitter fingers, man. Like, this is, this is the, the video game version of Drake Meek Mill. <laughs> oh yeah, he got yeah yeah like he he got twitter figures and you know he was talking that shit and then the exhibition came up and he couldn't win one he couldn't win one he was close too he got sonic fox down to like i don't know man maybe three two percent of his health and sonic fox just made a comeback and won anyway damn dude he didn't win one match in the 10 and 0 so after the 10 and 0, Sonic Fox gets he gets on the mic, starts popping shit saying, "You said this, you said that, you know? What do you have to say now?" Okay, gives him the mic. He starts talking. He's like, first I want to say that I never called you a scrub or anything like that. I didn't say you were trash. What I did say was that I beat your Aaron Black, you know?" And then that's when Biggie came on the stage and was like, "So will you take that challenge? Will you know, you fight him if he uses Aaron Black only. Because he was like, as you you know, what's not uh, what Perfect Legend says, as you can see, he didn't play that character. So it was like, okay, fine. So they played that character. I said a best of five. Oh, man. Sonic Fox beat him six straight. Six and three, man. Like, dude, like, and right after that, like, I was, um, I, was, I, I went with Jorge from In Orbit. And as we're driving back, he's just checking the Twitter feeds, and they are roasting this guy. Roasting him. They got that straight out of Compton picture. That straight out of excuses. <laughs> somebody put a Yamcha compilation together. <laughs> you know, somebody made a gif of that, you know, uh, uh, you know, Cell slapping, um, you know, uh, fucking uh, Mr. Satan into the mountain. <laughs> like, 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 it was, it, it's terrible. It was, it was bad. Like, uh, he can't say anything. Perfect Legend cannot say anything to Sonic Fox or probably almost anybody else <laughs> until he beats Sonic Fox. He has to, if he's going to continue to play, he needs to come out strong someplace. Like, maybe I think the next opportunity he's really going to have. To be honest, is NEC, and that's in December. So you got a couple months, man. You got a couple months to go back, look at that horrifying loss, <laughs> and figure out why. Like how? <laughs> how did you get beat so bad? Yo, Broken Tear put a sale up for three hours, thirteen percent off. If you use the code <laughs> Owen thirteen, 
dog. Oh my god, it was brutal. See, the internet is heartless, and it takes no prisoners. It's... Yeah, but, but I mean, like, that's just the FGC. The FGC is competitive. You know, I mean, I think it would have been different if there was no trash talk. You know, right? I think there would have been no. It would have been different if there was no trash talk. But there was trash talk. You know, from both sides. But you can't be talking. You gotta win one. You gotta win yeah. one. <laughs> you have to win one. At least one. You gotta get one under your belt, especially yeah. if you're talking. You gotta get one. Dude, it was over. It was over when the crowd was chanting 13-0, Like it was over, dog. Like it was. Whew. That's why we were recording this a little bit later than I wanted to, mainly because I had I just needed more time for my voice to recover from last night. Nice. <laughs> so you were leading good. those chants then? Uh, no, I wasn't leading the chants. Like you had just to talk to Jorge, I had to yell over the crowd. Crazy, you know? Yeah, just to talk to Jorge, I had to yell over the crowd. Yeah, it was dope. Like it, it was a really good night. Uh, you know, for as much shit as he's catching, for the most part, the FGC is really friendly. Like, I mean, like Jorge was just walking up to groups of people, and like we just started a conversation. Like people, as you know, as I don't know. Like it, 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 people at the FGC are generally really, really friendly, but you will—they will get their kicks in if you get thirteen would Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it to you like that. We had we had a, a great time. It's still going on right now. Uh, after we finish the podcast, I'm I'm sure I'm gonna watch the streams and you know see who wins out. But yeah, per- they're gonna be talking about that perfect legend shit for a long time, for a long time. I mean, the next time they meet up, Perfect Legend has to do something. Because if that happens again, like if he if he just straight up loses like that again, he's gonna have to quit. He's gonna have to quit, and he's gonna cry in the car. Yeah, he's gonna have to quit. And he's gonna need to go like he's gonna have to go play like League of Legends or something, you know? Like <laughs> this fighting game things are over. So, woof. Oh man. Oh well. But I guess let's uh let's just get into it. So uh, actually, isn't this the last weekend of this month? Yes, yep. it is. Yep. Okay. So, like, uh, Nick, have you been playing anything worth note? Worth note? No. No? Okay. I've, I've gotten back into Hearthstone. I love the Tavern Brawl, um, but that's about it. Okay. What about you, Sage? Um, I've just been playing random stuff. Like, I went back on PS3. I was playing uh, DuckTales. <laughs> I played Ollie on PS4, um, the usual NBA 2K. Um, what else? Madden 15, get not ready. Not 16. For, not 16. <laughs> not yet. Not not yet. I'm. It's, it's coming soon. But you know, I was getting ready for 16, and I just random stuff, man. I was playing. I actually went back and played. I had a. I had an itch to play some old school fighting, so I. Uh, I turned the PS3 on, and I had uh, the PS1 version of the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, and I was playing some Champion Edition. Just uh, you know, reliving my youth. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I was playing. A, I was playing a, a lot of random stuff. Okay, I'm trying to think if I've actually. I've been playing some stuff. Um, I don't even know what's worth mentioning because like, I got. I'm have reviews out for it. Like all the stuff I've been playing is like for review. Besides, you know, uh, Destiny, obviously. Um, actually, oh yeah, you know, Destiny. I, I played that too. Forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did. I did pick up a new game. Actually, it's an early access. It's called Toxic. It's you know uh, I think it came out in January to be honest with you it didn't come out it came it didn't come out come out it came out in early access 
and it's supposed to be it's supposed to hail back to the old arena shooters and i've got to be honest with you that's exactly how i felt playing it and it was incredible the only problem is that there's not a lot of people playing it there was one server active when i went to go play and had five people on it you know and the funny thing is i still had a good time playing i had a great time i had a great time playing i just really wish they they need to do something i think they need to start offering like free weekends you know like once a month until the game comes out that's a good idea i think that's what they need to do because they need to get people playing the game right you know because i'm real tournament from a competitive perspective you would play in a smaller server like 10 or less people you know like that's that's how you do it It like usually 5v5 for ctf and 4v4 for team deathmatch and obviously 1v1 if you just do regular deathmatch. But um, another, another good thing is like having those super chaotic matches that you would have uh, when you go into public servers, you know? Right. And that was a great equalizer because there was so much shit flying around. It didn't, almost didn't matter how good you really were. You know, you can grab a flag, but dog, if half their team is shooting rockets at you, you ain't nothing you can do about it. It was... That was the fun part, but then like the the fun like the the really fun part was the competitive scene, uh, using your skills and stuff like that. And I think this game could do both. They just need more, they need more players, man. I really hope they pull it out because I really like that game so far. That's that's a good endorsement, then. That is that is. I was definitely I I played you know like close to five thousand hours of UT2K4, you know mm. before I finally stopped. Damn. That was it. Was a lot. <laughs> so Veteran I, status. Yeah, I really, really like that game. So we'll see. We'll see how they do. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the topics. Uh, Rock Band Four, as we know, you know they're <laughs> rising that zombie from the grave because <laughs> it's time. They can't come up with something new. They need some money makers. Like shit. I think it's time for some Rock Band again. You know. <laughs> so uh, Rock Band Four is coming out. Uh, a lot. Of big question was, can we use the last gen instruments for PS4 owners? The simple answer is yes. Yes, you can. You can use the uh, the uh, the PS3 instruments on your PS4 without any type of adapter. But for everybody else who's using the Xbox One, uh, there will be an adapter that you have to pay for, and it looks like it costs twenty dollars. Uh, it might actually it might come bundled. It does the, it does come bundled. Yeah. It's the yeah. the difference is that the uh, the Xbox One kit costs I think was it was it seventy nine ninety nine and then the yeah. the regular PS4 kit costs fifty nine ninety nine. Right. So that's where they're getting that twenty dollar number from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are talking about possibly selling the adapter separately, and they haven't decided on what the price would be if they do that. Right. So and that's and that's not even all. Um, I read, I'm not sure if it's in this article, but I know there was another article that said it's that doesn't it's not inclusive of all the peripherals. Mm-hmm. You know, that's only the wireless ones, the wasn't, wired ones. Wasn't there a keytar at some point? Yes, I think that was for <laughs> Rock Band Three. I stopped at Rock Band Two, so that was that. I had enough. Yeah, that was that was the only one I played, and I played it. I actually played it with you. That was oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were you were on the mic. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like, um, yeah, Rock Band, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think wired controllers will not work with the 360. I'm sorry, with the Xbox One. But wireless will, as long as you have this adapter. 
Which is funny to me because, I mean, the Xbox One is basically Windows 8, you know. Right. You can't write something up to get that to work? Like, really? I mean, you make it's, it back. It's, not, it's, a, it's a hardware issue. It's that they changed how the wireless uh, the wireless works for the controllers between the uh, the 360 and the One. Yeah, they changed it, yeah. Well, yeah, they changed it, but then that's, you know, you can't you, you can't write software emulation on an x86 system. It's not... It, I'm not sure what changes they made, but it's it's it, it's a flat out interface issue. It's you need you need separate equipment just to pick that up. Mm. I'm just saying because they're making backward compatible games work, you know. They don't have a backward compatible tr- controller. Like you, you're still using the Xbox One controller on with those 360 games. I know there's been talk about making a 360 controller that would work with the Xbox One because some people do want the old controller. But actually, I can see that. But actually, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, all the all the 360 stuff does not transfer over. Yeah. Well, yeah. either way, like uh, at this point, I'm not sure if it really matters since most people don't have an Xbox One; they have a PS4. <laughs> 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 Way we, we to go all Sonic Fox on. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you buy all new equipment, the game costs. Um, two forty. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah. Sorry, it costs two fifty. Forty nine ninety nine. And if you buy it with just the single guitar, it's one twenty nine. Yeah. So you know, actually, that's the thing. Like, if you had an Xbox before, and now you have a PS three. Oh, sorry, PS four. You might be SOL. Oh you know, yeah. You might just have to, you might just have to buy. I really hope you like rock, man. I hope <laughs> you throw a lot of parties. I feel like that's <laughs> that's sort of the crux here is. Is anybody who was having rock band parties, well, God, like, what, seven years ago? <laughs> back, back when this was a thing. Yeah. Um, is anybody that's, that was doing it back then liable to do it again now? Because I, like, I feel like this is the kind of thing like, oh, yeah, that'd be fun to do. And then, like, yeah, you'd, you'd spend 250 on the kit, have everybody over once, and then that's it. And then it's just the rest of the time it's just you playing in your – in your gaming room or your apartment or wherever, you know, in your underpants by yourself on a Saturday afternoon, just kind of questioning <laughs> what you're doing with your life. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I did have a group of friends that played rock band on a regular basis, but I don't, things have changed in the dynamic of that group. And, and they're so touring I, now? Tell me this yeah. is what they're touring now. <laughs> <laughs> things have changed in that group. I don't really know if they're going to, if, if that's viable anymore. No, it, I feel like that 250 is worth it if you're still young and having, you know, like having those kind of parties where you're having people over and like, yeah, it's a fun party game. And if I feel like if you're the right demographic for this, you missed out on it last time. Like you maybe mm-hmm. saw your older brother or something like having a party with everybody over and you're kind of sidelined because you were like maybe like 14 or something. And now it's like you're old enough. Like, yeah, I got my own apartment. I can have people over. So, yeah, go below the 250 on it. It's worth it. But hey, could be a resurgence, man. Yeah. Maybe. I know Activision hopes so. Oh yeah, they, de- they definitely do. Yeah, they really because they got the new Guitar Hero coming out too. So but, yeah, they're they're trying to they're trying to test that to see if they can get that you know that wave back. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, it's. I, I don't have any problem with Rock Band or Guitar Hero. If that's what you like to play, that's what you like to play. But I mean, this is a pure move. They just want money. Like, how about you invest in some new IP? Like, mm-hmm. come on, get it together. Well, if. This, they go to buy like you. Um, if you bought the songs for Rock Band Three, those songs don't carry over to Rock Band Four. You've basically got to re repurchase your entire library again, don't you? 
I believe so. Not to mention that a lot of stuff that people, I think, purchased on Rock Band 3, the license expired. Yeah. On it. That was so. a big thing. So it's like, how are you going to download those songs to your PS4? E- even if it did cross over. Because a lot of stuff expired. So that's, yeah, so, I mean, this might be a thing where every, you know, they make a bunch of five-year deals for songs, let them expire, and then in another seven years or so, we'll get Rock Band 5, where you can buy your whole library again. Uh, Such a hustle. What Microsoft did is, like, uh, you know, fucking, you know, instruments, wireless instruments, fuck that, you have a connect. Just use your hand. <laughs> Air guitar. <laughs> Air guitar hero. Air okay. guitar I swear, hero. <laughs> I swear that was a game that they tried, or at least maybe it was just a tech demo. But I'd swear I saw somebody doing something like that. Yeah. There's air guitar hero, air drums, you know, <laughs> air bass. <laughs> we we need to get on that, man. We could we could be missing out on some money, man. Then they just had they just had like the real life air guitar championships, didn't they? They might have, yeah. They do that. <laughs> they do do that. They, that is a real thing, Sage. We are not bullshitting you. That, that, that is a, a real oh, thing. I believe you and it's still funny. Well, but the thing, well, the thing is though, like if you if you watch the Air Guitar Championships, and, and this is kind of my question as it applies to the Connect, like they actually grade them on how close to the actual performance of like putting your fingers roughly where the strings would be on this imaginary air guitar that you have. Um, you know, like does it look like you're actually hitting the notes, or are you just literally just flailing your arm and waving your fingers arbitrarily? Uh, and mm-hmm. I wonder if they were to try, and maybe this is the problem why we haven't actually seen like an Air Guitar Rock Band version come along. Is you know I know that the connect has some high fidelity, but could it actually you know recognize like oh your fingers on that string or no your fingers actually on that string when you're hitting I mean that's actually even a better level of fidelity than you get on the current guitar as it is so maybe maybe I'm overthinking this I don't yeah. know actually I'm I'm about to send you a video Sage of somebody doing the air guitar championship just mute the video and watch them and this is a real thing like, <laughs> how do you have to mute the video there's no sound when you play air guitar <laughs> <laughs> he's this guy's dress he has a he has a costume that's a mix between ultimate warrior and white ranger <laughs> that is the costume mix that he has going on the first guy um oh my god fun. yep there it is <laughs> Live reaction to it. Live reaction to it. <laughs> see, and it. I, I don't know, man. I don't picture a guitar. See, I want to be able to see the guitar there. I don't see a guitar here with the way he's. <laughs> the way he's <laughs> playing this thing. <laughs> so, air guitar is not for you. That's what you're saying. I don't. I don't think I would pay to go see this now. <laughs> I don't know if people paid to go see that. I, I'm pretty sure he had to pay to get into the competition. I don't think anybody actually paid to be there. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but you, do you see he is on a stage that is lighting up? Yeah, and it's got smoke effects and shit like that. Okay, now the next guy is coming out. He's got a what is this? The like the uniform because he's got a similar outfit on. Maybe I don't know. Kids, wow. remember, it's much easier to learn how to fake play a song and get a claim <laughs> for it than it is to actually learn how to play guitar. That's the, the point in all this. Yeah. <laughs> well, back, <laughs> back to the podcast. You can I finish can't, that video. Actually. Yeah, I can't unwatch this now. That's the <laughs> 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 yeah. applies to all right, so I'm, much I'm back. I'm back. Let's go. I, I'm actually I'm watching the video a little bit. They do realize that people don't play guitar like that. Right? I mean, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, like, I would at least I would at least think that they would try to at least really emu- emulate somebody playing a guitar. Yeah, 
Exactly. Nah, he if he could play guitar like this, he is the best guitarist in the history of guitarist <laughs> show. This is like the guy who trained Prince how to play a guitar. Exactly. If he's that good. The showmanship is remarkable. That's what <laughs> this is what we want for, you know, from the won- Xbox One Rock Band. I don't know. I, I didn't watch the end of it. I, was just, I just sent him a uh, a video. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> Rock Band for <laughs> instruments. And then you have the lowdown on that. So it's up to you if you actually want to participate in this. Um, next coming up, uh, coming up next, we have Fable Legends, uh, Windows Store exclusive. I just really think that's a bad idea. Does anybody else think that's a bad idea? Like, didn't Microsoft try this before having stuff be like a Windows, you know, live exclusive? Well, there's a difference between Windows Live and the Windows 10 Store, isn't there? Is there? You tell me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, wasn't well. I don't really remember what Windows Live was, so maybe there's. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, sure, no problem. Nah, dude, like this. If you are, unless you are MMO, I think that's the only way you can get away with launching something not on Steam. To be honest with you, You even even then, plenty of them are on there. Huh? Plenty of MMOs are on Steam. Yeah, they they are. Like, I mean, that's a... It's very tough. Like, I I even think Rising Thunder, once it comes out of alpha, is going to be on Steam. You know, especially because it's free-to-play. But, um... Yeah, dude, like, I just... (laughs) I, uh... I can't... I don't understand, like, why you would think it's a good idea to exclude Steam users from having this game like don't you want a, a game like this like, like fable legends i believe it's like a moba or something or something to that effect uh like like you want as many players as possible actually any game you want as many players as, play as possible especially if it's free to play you know mm-hmm. steam players are probably the, the most active players you're gonna have so why exclude them like i mean i understand that a lot of that a lot of people have windows 10 i think set, windows 10 is on 75 million devices but the thing about Windows 10, that includes, um, actually, I, I, I don't want to say it includes phones, but it can, because I don't think they have a Windows 10 phone version yet, or uh, I'm not necessarily sure about that. I think they're still kind of using, like, the Windows 8 uh, style. But, yeah, I mean, like, 75 million devices, how many of those people are actually gamers so far? Right. And they actually, then again, this game, it hasn't come out yet, obviously. It's going to be coming out later, so at that point, maybe they're hoping that they're going to have uh, enough people to support them like this. Basically, you make a game an exclusive to make people want to use the system. Mm-hmm. You know, use that system. So they want gamers to use the Windows 10 Store as opposed to Steam. This is not that game. As this is the sacrifice. That's what it. That's yeah, it. this is not Fable that is game. The, <laughs> is the sacrificial lamb? That's what they're. That's what they're betting on right here because. Like you said, man, like it's got to be something that's got to draw the people in to make you be like, yo, I have to have that, you know, that game. And this is the only avenue I can, you know, get to that game through. And uh, I don't think this is that game. Absolutely not. What they should have done is made Halo Master Chief Collection mm-hmm. Windows 10 exclusive. Mm-hmm. That would have been more. That would have worked more. Right. But then then what then what would this here like now this the right. This game will be the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> that's what they're, it is man they're trying to plant their flag 
and Fable is the Sacrifice. Wait, but move. Wasn't, sorry, wasn't the Halo Master Chief collection like terribly riddled with bugs on the PC though? No, you mean on the Xbox? Are you, are, I don't the know. I, th- I thought we were talking about the PC version. Yeah, there is no PC version. Oh, oh okay, then never mind. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> then the, the oh, X- that was the Xbox version that was riddled with the bugs. X- the Xbox One version oh. had a lot of multiplayer bugs. A oh. lot of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had a lot of multiplayer bugs. Um, none of which I experienced because I, I don't play Halo multiplayer. Except Halo, I might play Halo 5 multiplayer only because I, I really want something to be better than Destiny at this point. <laughs> like, the, only thing, the only thing that sucks is even if it's good, none of my other friends except uh, Jorge actually have an Xbox One. If, he's if the it's, only one. If it's that good, I'll join you. Yeah, dude, if he, if he, <laughs> he's the only one and he, he doesn't really have any interest in Halo. He shits on Halo the way I shit on Destiny. <laughs> you know? And I'm not even a, a Halo fanboy. But, um, yeah, like, this is not... Uh, Fable Legends is not the game to go, you know, Windows 10 exclusive. Like, you got, you need to have a, a much stronger title. I mean... The, oh, my bad to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, go. Oh, and I was saying, they, they do mention in this article that the, the Gears of War Ultimate Edition is, you know, maybe that's the game they're betting that people will... Locked to. I mean, I don't know. No. Like, no. <laughs> that's not the game either, huh? All right. That's, that's not the game either. That's not the game you need to win the PC audience. Over. The PC audience does not care about Gears of War. Right. Exactly. That's the it, thing. They don't care. Like, Gears of War. I mean, Halo obviously was made for console. Mm-hmm. It definitely hate me for console. But you can translate Halo well to PC. Right. Gears of War was really made for console. You know, yeah. like fucking, like, what kind of universe do you live in that have like, you know, waist high walls all over the place? You know, <laughs> waist high walls, duck and cover. Like, that's what Halo is. Like, I mean, that's not Halo. It's like Gears of War is. And I don't think that's gonna that's gonna that translates so well over to especially like to PC multiplayer because when you like when you have a shooter, third person or first person on PC, there's things that you need to compensate for the fact that a PC player has much higher accuracy than a console player, which is one of the reasons why I think if Destiny came to the PC, it would be a joke. Because those guns are really made to not, you know, to, to take into account that your accuracy is not going to be so great. Right. You know? And and Gears doesn't, like, there's only, like, one Gears weapon that really takes accuracy into consideration, and even that's, you know, a little dumbed down for, uh, you know, for consoles. So that's easier to aim. Right. I mean, maybe um, they're trying to usher in Gears of War, you know, for the next you know, the next new one that comes out, they're trying to, you know, get people accustomed to playing on PC because maybe they want to build that up. Maybe, I don't know. Epic's had their chance with PC, and, like, I don't know, like, it, maybe the PC community will forget what they did. You know, they straight up just called them thieves and left them alone. That's basically what happened with the, with the fucking, with Epic Games. They said, oh, the reason why Unreal Tournament didn't do so great, Unreal Tournament and the PC edition of Gears, of the first Gears, didn't do great on console was because, you know, the people on PC, they just kept pirating it. That's why it didn't do well. And mm. that's not necessarily the case. The reason Unreal Tournament didn't, 3 didn't do well is because it sucked. <laughs> and the reason Gears 3 didn't do well is because everybody already played it on fucking Xbox. So it was like, what's the point? There was one new level that didn't even last that long. There was one level on Gears for PC. I know because I actually have it. That was that was the first Gears, right? That they did. That was that the first right? Gears, and they wouldn't yeah. bring Gears two to PC. Yeah, with the giant dinosaur or some shit like that. Yeah, with the Burmac. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So it's like, dude, like you shit on the PC community, the PC, the community that made you what you were. Turn your back on them for console, and that's exactly what they did. And then it was like, oh, okay, well now that PC's hot again. Because that that's also remember that's around the same time that everybody was saying the PC was dead. Mm-hmm. We were never dead, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we were never dead. Just because you think we were dead, just because you say it, doesn't mean it's going to happen. You're not little Wayne. You can't say you're the greatest and then be the greatest. This is not rap. <laughs> no, just because you said PC's dead doesn't mean it's actually dead. Alive and well. Thank you very much. Yeah, you need actual proof here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I I just don't think Fable is... Uh, I don't think Fable that game. I don't think Gears is that game. You need to bring a strong... You need to bring a really strong game as an exclusive. Right. You know? But I, I just don't know how they're going to do it. Isn't the problem just that Fable's just going to get lost? I mean, outside of the advertising, I mean, the, the power of Steam isn't so much that it makes things accessible. It's just that you get, well, I mean, it does make everything accessible. But you get that advertising, you go into Steam for one game, and you see all the other games there. So you're just cutting yourself off from that exposure by not letting people see those games when you go into Steam. They're like, everybody's going to have to get their Fable information somewhere else. I mean, as far as actually going and getting the game, I think as long as you have Windows 10 installed, you get the Windows 10 store. So it's free to play. So it's not, you know, I mean, you have to jump through a few extra hoops, but I'm sure if you really love Fable, that's not a problem. But the problem is there's no, there's no casual audience for that anymore. Nobody's going to be like, oh, hey, here's an ad for Fable 10. I should go check that out because they're going to be, oh, hey, here's an ad for random Steam game. I'm going to go check that out instead. Yeah. Yeah. You are 100% right on that, Nick. Uh, I don't know. I think if maybe if they made Tomb Raider an exclusive on a Windows 10 store, because they are publishing Tomb Raider. Like they are the publisher of Tomb Raider. Maybe if they did that, that would that might that uh, that game as long as it does well, as long as Tomb Raider does well uh, when it comes out on console, then they might have something there. Right. But right. Gears and Fable, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, yeah. Um, let's just move on to the next topic. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about YouTube gaming. Did either of you check out YouTube gaming yet? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is really no reason to right now. <laughs> that's how. That's kind of kind of how I feel about it. I mean, it's basically it's, it feels like a subsite right now that just has a lot of gaming stuff organized like pre-organized for you they do make it easy for you to find your gaming channels and move them over and find other gaming channels they do that so like when i logged into it for the first time out of all the channels i'm subscribed to they suggest they have a set of channels that i'll subscribe to that they recognize as gaming uh, and i was very happy that matches buttons was recognized as a gaming channel i'm like yeah that's right i mean yeah that's oh. right yeah oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know like i didn't have to go searching for it but um so uh yeah the it's the, it, it organizes gaming stuff for you that's what that, you know that's the good part you do get um uh, besides just streams and stuff like that you do get videos you know that you know, that normally it's mixed in with your, I guess normal profile when you go on YouTube. You might see the videos, but these are all it's just all gaming content. So it helps filter out if that's all you're looking for. It really does help filter out, uh, just gaming content on YouTube. Other than that, in terms of being a Twitch competitor right now, no, 
Definitely not. Yeah, I mean, if they keep building on it, then, you know. Maybe. Yeah, but the thing is, they're already behind. So not only do they have to build on it, but they have to hope that Twitch slows down a little bit. Right. Or they're able to catch Twitch off guard. Right. That's the thing. They, Actually, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said somebody put up a uh, a Mario Maker video that got taken down. Yes. And it, it got taken down because it said, like, taken down by Playboy or copyright infringement by Playboy. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, it was like copyright infringement by Playboy. <laughs> because you can't have videos with little portly mustached men without infringing on porn. Well, here's what happened. Playboy <laughs> did a video uh, with Mario Maker, like, early. And apparently, uh, YouTube just put that into the system and recognized that, you know, as Playboy's content, their copyrighted content. <laughs> and so when the guy did the Mario Maker video... It registered, it, you know, it scanned automatically, registered as Playboy's content, and took it down. Yep. When the guy contacted Playboy about it, Playboy says, you know, all the people responsible for dealing with the YouTube stuff says, hey, every time we get a notice like that, that they took down something down for us, we decline. We decline it. So that's YouTube automatically just taking stuff down. Yeah. So now mm. that that's basically what you have to deal with when you deal with YouTube. That's a huge blow. Yes. That right there is going to stop people from... Um, you know, it's going to stop people from using it. That's a big problem. That's a big that's a problem. huge problem. That's yeah. a huge because it's not just that. It's, I mean, that, that's the main problem with YouTube is that they're they're super aware of potential content violations, and they have those programs that go through, especially with music. They look for any sort of music that might be, an, you know, uh, infringement, and then get that video pulled down. And and if, if anything, they err excessively on the side of the potential copyright holder than they err on the side of the potential content producer. So, yeah, if you're... I mean, there's a lot of questions. If you're streaming a game, you know, that like Grand Theft Auto, I think, is the big one, that has licensed music from, you know, legitimate music that probably is also already in YouTube's DMCA filters... You know, your stream can get cut down because that's something the game is legitimately playing, even though you're actually allowed to be streaming the game. And YouTube hasn't really said anything as far as how they plan to address that or if they plan to address that. Presumably, they don't plan to address that. And yeah, so if you're an aspiring streamer and you're looking at, you know, YouTube gaming versus Twitch, you're going to pick Twitch because you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. That's the biggest handicap that YouTube faces, and until they can until they can figure that out and figure out a way to do that, I mean, right now the only real knock against Twitch is that getting your video from Twitch to YouTube so it can be archived properly is is a pain in the butt. But it's not actually. Oh, it's not. Nope. Oh, well, that's easy. That's the only thing I heard. So if that's not even that bad, (laughs) then yeah, go ahead and use Twitch. I mean, yeah, YouTube. This is a nice start, but YouTube's got a lot of work to catch ground. Yeah, a lot of work. They they do like it's I, as I said. If you did you see it, no, eh, not that big, not that big of a deal right now. Like I actually still for gaming, so I was going through regular YouTube when I went to go look at it. I mean, I, I, I maybe I'm just not the target audience for this. Uh, you know, I I don't sit and consume game videos all day as it stands. You know, right now I don't I just don't sit and consume game videos all day long. So for somebody who just consumes game videos, sure. This might work out uh, uh, well for you. And a lot of people who do play Twitch, uh, who do stream on Twitch, they just archive their stuff on YouTube. Or they just properly archive, the, they, they highlight stuff on Twitch and it just stays up there. Especially the larger streamers. You know? So I, I really did think that the competition was going to be 
you know, it was going to be a three-way competition between Hitbox, Twitch, and YouTube Gaming, uh, but YouTube's not in the fight yet. Right. No. You know, they're, they're not in the fight. You know, you, uh, Hitbox and Twitch know that they're coming out soon. <laughs> you know that they'll be in the ring soon, but no, not not yet. So, um, let's move on to from YouTube Gaming. Let's talk about Lawbreakers, the gameplay uh, play video. And the only reason we're talking about this is because Nick wanted to get my reaction to it. Yes. <laughs> Specifically, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I just wanted to say that in the lead up to this, um, you know, again, with, because of my involvement with WoW Talk, um, I tend to be a bit of a Blizzard fan, and so a lot of the chatter I saw about Lawbreakers was that, oh, you know, it's going to beat Overwatch. It's better than Overwatch. Overwatch isn't even out yet. It's not even in beta. So I don't know where these people are kind of coming from to be proclaiming like Lawbreakers is the Overwatch killer when Overwatch isn't even born. So I'm just curious is, you know, I'm, I'm only, you know, like observing this, as I said, as like a Blizzard fanboy. So I'm just curious from your perspective, as somebody who actually might play these games, who, who you know, has experience with arena shooters, um, you know, is is Lawbreakers the game that everybody who wants Overwatch really wants? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next topic. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think obviously both games aren't out right now, and we've only seen videos. I don't think Lawbreakers is going to be a bad game at all. I don't think that uh, uh, Overwatch is going to be a bad game at all. But it is. There's going to be a very distinct difference between the two. I can almost guarantee you that Overwatch, even just from the character classes, is not going to be as hardcore of a shooter as this game, as Lawbreakers. Uh, from what I can see from Lawbreakers, it re- like it's going to rely on speed, accuracy, and skill, and a couple other things, and I'll, and I'll get into that. That's what it's going to rely on. That uh, Overwatch is going to rely more closely on teamwork. You know, mm. it's going to rely more closely on teamwork and certain classes buffing other classes or suppressing other classes and getting objectives done. You know, if you noticed with uh, uh, Lawbreakers, there's not a single fucking objective in this video. Okay? <laughs> like, because they're just shooting motherfuckers. Like, they did. <laughs> that is the objective. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Um, so, no, I think the people who like Overwatch will like Overwatch. The people who like uh, Lawbreakers will like Lawbreakers. There will be people who like both. And then, like, there's people who are going to like all three. Like, there's this, there's uh, Overwatch, there's Team Fortress. Uh, Ubisoft has one coming out, which I don't have too much information on. That kind of looks like a, like a MOBA shooter type thing. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But... There's reasons to play, like, you know, there's going to be reasons to play multiple. Like, you know, some people were saying that Overwatch was going to be a Team Fortress killer, and I went and slapped their mother and told them to shut up. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. Like, it's, gonna, it's, it's a different game. And that's the one thing I do appreciate about these companies. Like, they're not just trying to make clones of other games. They're not trying mm-hmm. to make a clone that works. Like, you know, that, like, you know, that's, I think that's the current problem with MOBAs. Like, um, you know, Dota, like, Dota was fun. You have two companies that make Dota clones because they want to make, you know, these standalone games that focus primarily on that game type fine. And then you just have a whole bunch of other games that came out after League got big that uh try to follow that mobile formula. Blizzard being the only one who 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 all you know who uh, altered the course and made uh, Heroes of the Storm, which if you want to tell me that Heroes of the Storm is you know, just another MOBA, you're out of your fucking mind. That game is amazing. <laughs> like, 
So, or maybe I just think so because it addressed most of the things that I thought were wrong with MOBAs in the first place. So I could be biased on that. Uh, what I'm seeing from this game so far, from the from the minute and some change of gameplay that we saw, I can see, yes, there is a lot of Cliffy B, you know, uh, style, st- style of gameplay. There's a lot of movement, okay? That's mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed. One of the things you don't see in, sh- in a lot of shooters is movement, okay? Um, Team Fortress doesn't have great movement. Uh, fucking um, uh, Overwatch, from what I've seen, doesn't have great movement. But one of the first things you see in this game are two, basically, assassins, the Katsunis, uh, Katsunis, and they're going outside of the map and swinging around the map and jumping onto somebody, basically. Yeah, that shit looked awesome. I can't. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> definitely, like, a Cliffy B. That's a, that's an unreal, you know, make movement fluid. Because that was the one thing that I, people, like, you know, didn't get about Unreal Tournament 2K4. Uh, 2K3 and 2K4. It was those games, in my opinion, were, they perfected movement and arena shooters. Like, basically, your movement became, it was the equivalent of having great basketball dribbling skills right. in a shooter. Okay. You had to, like, if you wanted to be good at the game, you had to master that in a game where you have hit-scan weapons that, you know, that, and that's a weapon that instantaneously, like, wherever your mouse is pointing, when you pull the trigger, the bullet has no travel time. It instantaneously hits that spot. So you have a game that has hit-scan weapons and then other, you know, ridiculous futuristic weapons that, you know, hit hard and have accuracy and if you can master movement, that's the difference between you capping a flag and not, or getting a kill and not, or staying alive and not, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and this, the, the first thing you see is that, and I'm like, look, oh, there's the movement. He, he loves the movement. I'm curious to see if he adds dodging or double mm-hmm. dodging. Somebody said that they have low grav in this game, which I haven't seen it yet, unless they're talking about the gravity that we've seen so far which that doesn't really like low grab to me. I do see people with jetpacks, though. Mm-hmm. Which that's a big thing that's happening in shooters, period. Because even Halo is gonna, well, the new Halo is gonna have jetpacks. And for consoles, I guess it's okay. And I don't know if Cliffy, you know, he, you know, he fucking loves consoles ever since Gears of War. So this may be geared toward consoles. Not with that swing in motion, though. I but... can't. No, I can't see this game. Okay. So, <laughs> this so shit I... looks too crazy. Like you know, it, you know, it like you can tell like some of the things. Like uh, it kind of reminds me some of the things I see, like Bulletstorm. Yeah. Like, some of the crazy shit. Like I think it looks really cool, though. Yeah, but even Bulletstorm was on uh, was on console. console but then again, yeah. Bulletstorm on console, you couldn't do nearly the shit that you could do on PC because right, of the exactly. amount of control that you had. Like you're like tossing somebody up in the air with the with the fucking leash, and then like shooting a flare into their ass and watching them fly away and blow up into fireworks. Like that was amazing in <laughs> that game. But yeah, so jetpacks is something that you know I, I see, and you can fly, float in the air and shit. Um, I think PC noobs would use that feature, but PC like especially arena shooter. Like pros, or even if you're intermediate, like you re- should quickly realize how bad of an idea that is. Because anybody who plays a PC shooter knows that staying your ass in the air is the worst place you could be. Right. Your movement <laughs> is predictable. We can predict where you're gonna land. Oh, you mm. want to land there? No problem. I'll just put some rockets to meet you there. Like that's <laughs> kind of the end of that. On PC, it's a different story. Like it works well in Destiny. It's probably gonna work well in Halo, uh, and that's only because the 
aiming is so stiff in console shooters. Mm-hmm. If you are a fan of console shooters, I'm sorry, this segment's going to shit on you big time. <laughs> but what? it's the truth. It's the truth. You hate console shooters? I never knew that. I, this thing, I don't hate console shooters, but they are what they are. Like, you know, whenever if somebody's playing, if, like, you know, like, if they have, like, you know, a uh, Call of Duty MLG and uh, Call of Duty's being played on the console, it might as well be the Special Olympics to me. <laughs> it, that's, it might as well, that's the thing. It's it's playing with a handicap, you know. Now I don't know how sensitive insensitive that was, but somebody will let me know. <laughs> I'm just saying, it is playing PC shooter, uh, playing like console shooters. You, you do have a huge handicap, which is why I really wish they would just allow keyboard and mouse controls on PCs. Oh, sorry, on PCs, got on uh, consoles. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the movement is the first thing I noticed. Uh, I didn't see any low grab that the person was talking about, but I do see the jetpacks. I think the first time you really see the jetpack is with the breacher. One thing I didn't fucking like is the fact that he can instantaneously, sh- I think he can shoot behind him. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I was, was like, well, that's fucking cheese right yeah. there. That <laughs> is fucking cheesy. cheesy as hell. Then again, I mean, like on PC, it could be a waste. Like as soon as you see this dude shoot, because it's not like he's shooting an accuracy weapon. As soon as you see him shooting behind you, just move. Drop right. out the sky. Right. You know, like, it, it, it really, like, it's... But, I mean, I, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, I want to see how it plays out, but I'm like, that's kind of cheesy. Yeah, but regardless, it's funny because even in that little clip that I'm watching of him doing that, I see somebody swinging through the skies on that lance shit from the Kintsune right. uh, uh, portion of the video. Uh, so, you know, and then you have, like, after the breacher, they show, like, the Maverick, which, that's another thing. Like, it looks like she has a jetpack. You know, it looks mm-hmm. like, like that person has a jetpack and a chain gun. Um, what I didn't like was the fact that she has this thumper move, I guess. I don't like specials in first-person shooters. I do, not in competitive multiplayer. Like, in single-player, sure, that shit's fine. But, like, I think it's one of the things I've always complained about Destiny and in multiplayer. Like, it's just cheesy. Right. It's just cheesy. Like, it takes no skill for you to be above somebody. And they not see you, and then almost instantaneously you thump down on them with some type of, like, superpower, you know? Right. And then, like, it's, according to uh, what I've read, that's an AOE attack or area of effect. So if anybody's near you, that's also, it's going to suck, yeah. But no, I don't, I I don't like that. I don't like supers. They're adding that, I I saw at least one super used in Halo. I don't know if it's going to be used in multiplayer, though. Um, So, yeah, the Maverick... Yeah, that, that just looks like another person with a jetpack. That person can fly around. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, I'm curious to see how they handle the movement of that character in the air. It looks like that character has more uh, air control uh, or more movement in the in, or can, more control of themselves in the air than the other character with a jetpack does. The Maverick, right? The Maverick. Yeah, yeah. Like the Maverick, yeah. Like, because the, like, the, 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 the Breacher just had, like, a, a regular jetpack to kind of right. get him off the ground. The Maverick has, like, you know, little wings to, like, mm-hmm. maneuver and shit like that. So, I think that's, you know, that she'll have more air control, which that can make it formidable. You know, but at the same time, that means she's going to need to have, like, some weaker armor or some shit like right. that. Right, yeah. As long as they balance stuff like that, then, you know, you can make it work. Absolutely, yeah. And then Kronos is like, I guess, the heavy hitter. He's shooting rockets and, you know, ha- I guess has more powerful weapons, which means he probably moves slowly. He can also rocket jump. That was what I, I did see that he rocket jumped. So his jetpack's probably not that powerful because he's a fat ass. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's he, got needs, it. he needs uh, the, the, the extra boost from the rocket jump, which I'm, I've always been a fan of rocket jumping. 
and stuff like that. Because even at UT didn't have rocket jump, they had um, shield jumping. You could use your your shield gun if you got close to a uh, a person. If you were char- if you charge a shield gun, you release the charge, and it, you know it's it's a melee hit. It blows them up. But you, what it was used most for was bouncing around. Like you get, you could hit the ground with the shield gun and move like farther. Mm. It was a skill that you can attain. Um, and when I say attain, I mean by practice, not by fucking XP. So, <laughs> you, you know, you can do that. And I mean, so far, it, uh, it, it looks all right. I don't like all the flying around with the jetpacks because that's, in, as a arena shooter player, that's stupid to me. The only time that makes sense is in a game like Tribes where people are moving at like lightning fast speeds. You know, and even the new Tribes took that away. They don't move nearly as fast as they used to. My, I guess my biggest problem with this overall is that I'm really just tired of class-based shooters, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I would have been much happier if any player can get access to any gun. You know, maybe there was an option for uh, your, your, your character to have maybe a different set of armor, you know? And then if they're going to do supers, you can pick any super you want to. Right. I'd be, that would be more arena shooter to me. If, if you could do that. That's what random shooters are about. Random shooters are equal in every way. The only difference between you and other players literally is your skill level. Your skill, right. right that right. That is it. You have access to all the weapons, all the guns, you know, and that, that, that does a hell of a lot for balance. <laughs> Everybody has access <laughs> to everything. Right, and you kind of can tailor your experience by putting, you know, what type of skills you want on that character because everything is accessible. Exactly. Everything is accessible. Anyway, well, you know, you know, I'm obviously I'm gonna keep talking back about uh, you know, the older arena shooters because though as of now they're still the best ones out there. Uh, you know, you you didn't have to worry about you know these different skills. Like if you just if you were good with a certain weapon, you just make sure you got to that weapon first. So you fought it out and you got that weapon from somebody else. You know, if they if they already took it, and to use the weapons that you were good with to do to use the skills that you were good. Like if you were good with flag running, you might not be necessarily so concerned with killing people as just deterring them from chasing you so shooting a rocket around or you know tossing a flat cannon uh, a flat ball back you know from uh, while somebody's chasing you may be all you need just to get the flag to your their flag to your flag you know but if you were more of an aggressive player and you definitely want to kill people maybe uh you know you'd have the uh the uh, the pulse rifle or the shock or uh, the minigun or if you were a long range player, you'd have like maybe the shock and the uh, the lightning gun, you know, and that was all based on the player. And that was there was a lot of discovery involved in that. Like, you know, what am I good at? What am I bad at? Should I try to get better at this thing, or you know, should I just, uh, you know, just uh, you know, work with my strengths? Right. You know. So that's I really just want somebody to come out with a with an old school arena shooter and funny thing is like toxic is the closest thing to that I mean toxic basically is an updated version of like unreal uh the weapon types are pretty much the same I mean they're different weapons of course they're not the same name and they're not the uh uh they don't shoot exactly the same but they're they're uh, they're very uh similar. It's like a mixture between Unreal and Quake Three, actually, because there, there was no there was no shotgun in Unreal Tournament, but there's a shotgun in this game, and oh my god, is if I was just just I was one shotting people with that shit, you know, get them in the right place, Ooh, twelve rounds of shoots at one time, oh my god, but then you know there's the balance because if you miss 
or you don't get them exactly in the circle. If you're not close enough and, like, not all 12 rounds hit, well, now you have to reload and they have a chance to kick your ass. You know, so there's balance there. So Toxic is more of what I'm looking for. I'm going to play this. Like, I don't see anything wrong with it, but I would, you know, I'm looking for an arena shooter, like a real arena shooter. And all every time I see these jetpacks and, you know, shit like that, that shit does not, that that's very console-ish to me. Right. You know, because, yeah, like, I mean, there's got to, they, they, there's four classes here. There is no doubt in my mind there is a ranged class, like a specifically like ranged class. Uh, like every game has a ranged class if you're doing class-based warfare. Mm-hmm. And those people who are flying through the air, peace, God, like it's over. Like you're, <laughs> you're done. Like especially unless this game is based on like hit points. Well, actually all, sorry, all, you know, first and shooters are based on hit points. But like, you know, a game like um certain games, like uh uh, first person shooters, like uh, let's say fucking like um Borderlands, which doesn't have a multiplayer, but you shoot somebody in the head. If your sniper rifle isn't powerful enough, it's not going to be a kill, right? You know, and an arena shooter, if they do some shit like that, that's going to really sour me. You know, anytime you shoot somebody in the head, it should be a headshot. Like that, I mean, that should be it. And an arena shooter, right? Even in Destiny, you shoot somebody in the head. If the gun isn't powerful enough, you know, it's not like it's not going to be a kill. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, but I, I guess coming back around to what Nick was saying, no, this is not going to be an Overwatch killer. <laughs> it the, looks, the over, my bad. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I would say like Overwatch, from you know, just from what I'm seeing, looks like it's more of like strategy. Like you can, you know, set certain things up and, you know, you have to move a certain way and, you know, you have to know what you're doing. But, uh, you know, the Lawbreakers just looks like all out, just... You know, class and and skill and chaos. Yeah, That's- Overwatch is definitely gonna be not Overwatch. Sorry, um, Lawbreakers is definitely gonna let, rely less on teamwork. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you can if you are good enough, you can carry your team to a victory here. Whereas with um, you know, a game like Team Fortress or Overwatch, you do need your team. You know? Right. Yeah, it looks like a lot of strategy, like you know, involved yeah. in that game. Yeah, the classes. Actually, you know the funny thing is, Overwatch is gonna have more of a balance issue than this game. I can tell you that much, mm. because they 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 limit. You know, they they have a, they limit each class to a certain you know certain you know to what they can do in terms of damage output or what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. uh, and that's gonna be an issue, I believe, with Overwatch, at least right. in the beginning. Yeah, but uh, I I think that they can share an audience. These two games, to be honest with you, more people are gonna play Overwatch one because it's Blizzard. But two, because a lot of people will not be able to run, you know, uh, <laughs> this game. If it's Cliffy B, dude, it, if it is Cliffy B, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna run hard. Trust me, it is <laughs> going to. This game is going to, you know, put some work on your graphics cards. Yeah, I mean, it looks the graphics just they look great. You know, just from the video I'm seeing, it looks. I do pretty the, dope. He's going to want you to play this game at 60 frames per second. He's going to want all that shit. Tessellation and anti-aliasing. Like, that, 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 the game is going to look phenomenal. Yeah, it looks... I mean, just from the video, he's like, damn. Like, it looks looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was always one of his, his mantra. You know, that's why Unreal looked the way it did. You know, mm. Quake 3 Arena was a great game, but it was ugly as shit. <laughs> you know it was it was super ugly and then you have unreal that comes out with these lush environments and worlds and you're fighting in them and shit like that like you know 
you can always tell when a new player is on a map for the first time because they're looking around, checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blowing them away. You know, I really wish Epic really didn't fuck the PC community the way they did. Because uh, they, like, they were, like, you know, you in terms of bastions for the PC community, you had Valve, you had Epic, you know, you had, like, uh, and they not they made great games and they were powerhouse developers with some pull, you know? And now you just you don't have that. Now you really have Valve. You have like Tripwire, who Tripwire makes great games, um, but they're not they're not a powerhouse like Epic was, you know. Unfortunately, but yeah, it's I don't know. Like, I, I I any new shooters I, I welcome. Like I I don't you know people talk about they they tire of first person shooters and the first person shooter market is tiring and. No, it's just that you don't like shooters, bro. Just shut the fuck up. Get out yeah. of here. Yeah, that's, that's why. Like, <laughs> everybody else who likes first, we're just like, yeah, bring it on. Another one? Sure, great. Right. You're casual. Just admit it. Yeah. <laughs> when, when was that article? Because, yeah, that uh, that definitely feels dated now. Paul Tassie? That was like sometime last year, I think. Before Overwatch. Before Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, that was before Overwatch, yeah. You never know. He might be, he might be on that team, Team Overwatch now. So. No, I think he was one of the ones. Actually, I don't remember. I don't remember who exactly was saying that. But I think he might have been one of the ones. I don't know. Really? S- saying, yeah, Lawbreakers is better than Overwatch. Does he still work for Forbes? I haven't seen an article from him. In oh, a yeah. Long time. Oh, he's still up there. No, maybe I just mentally block him now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Well, uh, did I answer your question, Nick? Probably, I think so. I probably overkilled it. I think so. <laughs> so. <laughs> My Blizzard fanboyism is safe. I can, I can still. Yay, Overwatch. Yeah, you can say, if anybody says something, hey, no, Jarrett says it's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Jarrett seal of approval. Yes. <laughs> actually, I thought that segment was going to be a lot shorter than it actually was, but apparently not. <laughs> uh, let's move on to microtransactions and Metal Gear Solid 5. Why? Yeah. yeah that's the thing. <laughs> it's, I, I, you know, there's nothing good that comes from that statement. Like, And that is such a, that is a publisher thing. There's no way you can tell me that Kojima was like, oh, yeah, microtransactions really enhance this game. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's why he left, actually, because he was he wanted more microtransactions. And Konami was like, whoa, we're not going that far. Yeah. <laughs> Kojima, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, there's no way. Like, it's, like, Konami's like, microtransactions, we hear they're good. Put them in the game. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's been, the, the microtransactions, for you don't know, only affects Metal Gear 5 online. And there's a PvP mode called Forward Operating Base where you can build your base uh, and then other players can attack your base, you can attack theirs, and it's supposed to be fun. I don't know. (laughs) 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 But, uh, you know, I think it was GameSpot that had some some problem when they went to go check it out in in the current state of the game you had to purchase everything with these things called mother base coins. And so they just put out a report saying, Hey, um, you need mother base coins. You need to, this is, you need to buy, uh, the stuff to, to play and, you know, uh, to play in, um, metal gear online. It's only accessible through a paywall. And Konami came back out and said, no, it's not behind the paywall. That's just the way it looks right now. Your first Ford operating base is free. Like you can, you can make that, for free. Any operating base after that, you got to pay for. Right. So I guess the question is, how like you know how does this work? Like you know, 
ha- is, is it okay to only have one forward operating base? What happens if your operating base gets invaded and destroyed? Does that now mean that you have to, if you want to, you know, put it back together, you have to buy shit? That's not cool, and that's going to kill Metal Gear Solid Online. Now, is there a way to, to acquire this currency without real-world dollars? Like Yes. In, okay. You can play the game and get Mother Base Coin. How much Mother Base Coin I, you, you get, I have no idea. And that's, that's the thing. It's a lot of question marks over it right now, but, dude, I mean, just anytime you mention microtransactions, it's probably a bad idea. In a game like where you're, when you mention microtransactions in a game that you're about to pay sixty dollars for, no, right. Especially yeah. if if they're crucial to to gameplay, where it's like you know, if it's one thing if it's add-ons, like where you just you know, okay, let me let me get this you know this outfit or you know this mask or whatever this skin like, exactly. That's that's one thing, but to actually have something that's crucial into you know. uh improving your experience online that you have to purchase like that that's always going to be a problem yeah so right now uh, a lot of people leery about it we'll have to wait until we get in to the game and see you know what happens but you know if it, if it actually affects gameplay i will smash it yes so you guys are like, we will destroy that shit this all sounds like this all sounds like Konami was doing the, I think usually we criticize like Activision of this kind of stuff of like checking off checkboxes on like a list. Like, does it have microtransactions? Does it have online multiplayer? Like Metal Gear has never been known for any of those things. Oh, like Metal Gear is all about the strong single player experience. And so for it, these to be shoehorned in there, it sounds, I, I mean, obviously I haven't played it, but I get the impression that, that even, especially, well, I guess uh, even more so because of the microtransactions, this feels like it's, like in general, it's just going to be very subpar because it's it's not intrinsic to the game. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. But the funny thing, the thing about Activision over Konami, Activision is the one making the check boxes. Like mm-hmm. they're the ones who put that shit in first. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they 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 are trendsetters. They established the shitty standard, and now everybody else can follow the shitty standard. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's not enough information yet for me to start yelling yet. But as soon as there's enough for me to start yelling, you'll hear me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll sound the Gallahorn and uh, <laughs> just just be ready. <laughs> just be on the watch. Uh, but there was an article on Forbes, as we were just talking about them, that uh, where the author was, you know, you know, talking about Hiro, uh, Haido Kojima and um, hero worship. And saying that a lot of people, uh, they were, you know, uh, like uh, they were hero worshiping Kojima uh, because of this thing that was going on with Konami and him having his name taken off of the game and, you know, stuff like that. And there was actually even a call to boycott Metal Gear Solid in 05, you know. And, <laughs> I mean, regarding that, I really don't, like, what's the point of boycotting Metal Gear Solid 5? Like, it's not going to do anything like the deal's already done kojima's already mm-hmm. out with Koja- with konami right you know there's right. there's no point and it's not like konami is making the game without him or kojima's not going to get anything for it mm-hmm. you know he like it's it, you're only hurt like you're not hurting anybody like i mean of course you're hurting konami if you boycott it but i, I really don't think there's a, a, a real big point to it but what you could do is make sure you don't participate in any of konami's other ventures 
right. the ones that they're kind of trading PC and oh, not PC and gaming in general for, like you know their mobile markets mm-hmm. and the uh, those what was it Pachino Pachin- machines? Pachinko, Pachinko machines. Well, I don't even so, know what so game that is. It's it's not really a game. It's 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 kind of like a it's kind of like a cross between like a slot machine and a pinball machine. Like it's really not. <laughs> It's not an. It, you're not going to be buying one of those. You're going to be going somewhere like to a casino and playing them. I don't. As well, an American, yeah, no, I don't think we have anything to de- worry about with those. That's more of a Japanese phenomenon. Oh, okay. I thought that was something that you find over here too. You you might find them in casinos, but I not to any great degree. I, it's a much bigger phenomenon in Japan. Hmm. Oh, like I just it's, there's really no point to it. I think he also gets it wrong why people are mad. People aren't just mad because of what's happening with Kojima and Konami, but they're just mad that Konami is like turn like you know completely turning their back on on the gaming community. And it's like, well, we're not making money here, so we're just gonna go ahead and uh, focus our, our, our all of our efforts somewhere else. I think that's what people are, are mad about. That you know, all the money that they spent on the Metal Gear franchises. It, they're not appreciated for their patronage, right? And I, I think boycotting Metal Gear would just prove their point. Like you're not okay. You're not going to buy it now. Like okay, this is the reason why we're not staying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, it's like he's not the only person that worked on that game. Like he's, I mean, he's the face and the, the figurehead. But like there are a lot of people that and and, and a lot of hard work that went into that game. And and if you're going to miss out on the game just to prove a point, like I don't really think that really makes your point by boycotting this game. Absolutely. That's like it makes it makes no point. When was the last time there was a successful video game boycott anyway? <laughs> Mary, that's very true. Like. <laughs> Gamers are very weak people. They have to realize that at some point. They're very weak. It, gaming is an addiction and it's hard to hard to break it. Yeah, I mean, they're just gonna. Oh, I'm gonna play this. Just see how bad it is. <laughs> you that, know what? That's, that's the main. Yeah. That's what gamers do. I'm gonna spend my money. I'm gonna put money into it, and then I'm gonna bitch about it all day. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. I'm gonna put it out but, on the internet. But then when the next one comes out, I'm still gonna throw my money at it immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have to to complain about it. I mean, how is she gonna complain about it if you don't? You know. <laughs> you I, I think triggered. we on the Mashcast have established we can do a lot of complaining without actually playing the games that we talk about. <laughs> well, see, we set a different standard over here. That's the, uh, yeah. that's the We're like the Activision yeah. of gaming podcasts. We set a shitty standard for everybody else. <laughs> well, we do get a lot of games for free, though, that we get to play. And it's like, oh, dog, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, I hope you didn't spend money on that. <laughs> We've had that conversation on more than one occasion. <laughs> like, yeah, I played it. It sucked. And I didn't pay for it. So. Yeah, see? That's, that's community help right there. That's yeah. being active in the community right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying that we say all games suck. Just want to bring that out. Just the games <laughs> that we get for free, apparently. No. <laughs> check the reviews, man. The last three we did, they got pretty good rescores. They got pretty good scores. I don't know. I think, I don't know. It. it this whole Metal Gear Five thing—it's—it's it's funny thing. It's funny to me, man. All the backlash that Ground Zeroes got, but all of a sudden, you know, the Phantom Pain is getting ten out of tens everywhere because it's a real game. <laughs> There's that, but then like, it, it plays the same. Like the way the game played in Ground Zeroes was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm hearing, there's like missions you have to go on. Uh, it's light on story. Are you fucking serious? 
I mean, I think I think more so than any other Metal Gear. I think this this I mean, Metal Gear, of course, was about you know the the great gameplay, but I think this one is solely about the gameplay and the strategy. And I think they they wanted that to be the the forefront of this game. So you know, I'm not I don't agree with that. I love Metal Gear for the story. You know, I mean, the game I wouldn't be able to play it if the gameplay wasn't solid. But I'm there for the lore and for the story and. If it's light on that, I know I'm going to be disappointed because, I mean, this is supposed to be the game that's supposed to explain all this weird crap that's going on. So They already had that. No, it's I, called Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I mean, we had this conversation the other day and it's like, I'm totally in agreement. And honestly, I'm just, I just want to play this. I mean, obviously I want to play because I'm a Metal Gear game and I'm a fan, but I also want to see what the hell is the point of it. I really do. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing for me because, like, in Metal Gear Solid Four, they wrapped up everything. They told you exactly how shit worked. This is why this happened. This is why this happened. This is why this person had this power. This is why this person died. Why they had this power? Like, you know, they explained everything. An hour. There was an hour cutscene <laughs> yeah. after you beat the game. <laughs> yes. It was literally an hour. That's amazing. <laughs> no, like seriously, like when I beat the final boss, I popped popcorn and then I unpaused the game and I went to go back and watch the cutscene. Yeah. I popped two bags of popcorn while that thing was on. Do you Dude. think that do you think that cutscene's on YouTube gaming? Because I might look it up later when we're done. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, it was a long cutscene and I think it wonderfully even if you didn't play the other Metal Gear games, like the the uh, PSP ones, it really explained very well what happened. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely wrapped up the series well. And that's why I was, you know, I knew they were going to be making another game, but I was like, what are they going to, you know, what are they going to do? And that's really what I'm curious to see is what what's the point of this game? Like, because it seemed like th- them making this game caused you know more questions than than answers and i want to see like is this game going to answer those questions yeah yeah i I agree and i don't know like it's caused more problems apparently than it's worth because making metal gears apparently is expensive and from what i've heard the return on the metal gears is it might not necessarily be worth the the price of the game Mm. and that could cause a problem with with kojima and konami the fact he's making these expensive ass games and not getting a huge return on it Right, kind right. of probably the way Bun- uh, Destiny, um, Activision feels about Bungie right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get another job in there, uh, another jab in there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to our final topic. Let's un- reluctantly talk a little bit about Gamergate. Hopefully, it's just a little bit. And it's actually this this topic is not necessarily all about Gamergate. So there was, uh, you know, we talked about that SJ SPJ Airplay event where somebody called in a bomb threat. Uh, so, I think it was on Polygon, uh, there was an author, Owen, I'm looking for his name. Owen Good. Owen Good, yes. He wrote an article about it, okay? And he wanted to write it straight through, like, like kind of like, I guess, the, the old news format, where, you know, they give you the details first, or they give you, the, like, the news first, and then they kind of go into the details later. And then, like, the last paragraph is maybe a little background of what happened, uh, of, you know, of, of you know, a little history of what led into it. And I'm, I'll read um, what he wrote. He says, the movement, talking about Gamersgate, 
which deliberately has no central leadership, is a backlash to what is what supporters perceive as unprofessional or agenda-driven behavior in the gaming specialty press. However, figures like I can't pronounce his name and Summers and have and others have also sharply criticized feminists and other socially progressive criticism of games and their role in pop culture. Opponents of Gamergate call the movement misogynist and innately hostile to women, minorities, and other marginalized groups of persons. That, that was Milo Yiannopoulos, for the record, who you couldn't pronounce. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just looked at the words, I was like, nope, and I just moved on. Like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, he, he caught some backlash from, I guess, you know, some gamer, you know, Gamergators, but then he also caught backlash from, you know, anti-gamer games like Zoe Quinn, who said, where is it? Um, Polygon seriously just completely washed out Gamergate's, Gamergate's origins. This shit makes me want to quit tech more than the fucking death threats do. It's like this dude is getting pounded from both sides. Yes. All, basically just writing what happened. <laughs> you know, he wrote both sides of the story in that last paragraph, very small paragraph. And both sides are pounding for it. And that just goes to show that both sides don't care about actual truth or what's going on. They just want you to take their side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. Okay. Okay, Nick. <laughs> okay. Well, no, the, the, well, the, the <laughs> issue, I'm ready. The, the, the issue, it. It's not so much both sides. It's that both sides have their extremists. And especially Zoe Quinn in her position, having been personally affected by this, for in a way... For for him to say that Gamergate started out of a backlash against agenda-driven behavior and not it started out of a personal attack on her, I can see why she might be sensitive to what she would perceive as the history of Gamergate whitewashing her, you know, how she was affected by that. Um, on, you know, conversely, anybody who believes that Gamer, you know, I could see how anybody that believes that Gamergate is more than just responding to a backlash or that, that you know, Gamergate is, you know, I guess that that art that. I don't know that 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 phrasing is. I feel like that was actually very Gamergate friendly. I'm not quite sure why they were. Like, I guess it wasn't. It didn't wasn't Gamergate friendly enough. But it's yeah. It, the problem is that yeah. There there are people. I feel like anybody who's rational who looks at that article and says, okay, he has one paragraph to just quickly describe what Gamergate is. He's not going to get all the details in there. It's literally a very fast summary. Anybody who's looking at that r- rationally is just going to be like, okay, he did a good enough job and move on. But there are people on both sides who are extremists who are looking for any little thing they can to label a given, you know, a given media outlet one way or another who, you know, when you do a job like this, which is to try to summarize something in, I mean, that's maybe what, a hundred words? Like, yeah, he's not going to be able to get all the nuance in there. It's, it's, it'd be like, you know, try to scream, you know, describe Gamergate in a tweet. Like, you can't do that without pissing somebody off. And even he kind of says that, like, yeah, whenever he mentions Gamergate in an article, it pisses somebody off. Like, that's just the way it is. Because there are there are members, and it's not even both sides. It's just there are members of both sides who are so extreme in their views, who are so entrenched in their views that, un- as you said, unless you're with us, you are against us. And, yeah, there's no there's no room for nuance in a world like that. Yeah. And, I mean, basically, but, well, from what you said on the Zoe Quinn, you know, it's starting as a, as a personal attack on her. Some people don't feel that way. Right. Uh, but she, she does though. And that, and, and that's kind of why I give her a little bit of a pass in her reaction to that, because 
her experience is very unique to her in this situation. I mean, it's one thing for me to say, like, oh, I can't speak as, you know, I can't speak what it's like to be a woman in gaming because I don't, you know, I'm not a woman and I don't perceive that. But I am not Zoe Quinn and I am not at all familiar with the experience that she went through with this. Right. Um, I mean, her and Brianna Wu and, and you know, and uh, I, I can't think of her name, uh, Femme Frequency. Uh, Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian, yes. I mean, you know, regardless of how you feel about their politics, what they went through with this is completely different from everybody else because of the level of their exposure and, and, and you know, their their role, either whether it was accepted willingly or foisted upon them, their role upon this. Like, to, to say that, you know, to say that I would have any familiarity with that would be completely inaccurate. And so I give Zoe a bit of a pass for her reaction with Polygon. I don't know if she necessarily needed to, to you know, I, I think she could have reached out to them through back channels probably, but even then, that would really piss off the Gamer Gators if she's talking to the media, you know, behind closed doors. So maybe what she did was right. I don't know. It's it's not a great situation to be in. Well, she has but, a right to say whatever she wants. I mean, and she does. And that's, she, Yeah. That's not the, necessarily the problem here, but I'm like, she's not the only one who said something about it. I mean, those, no. that's just an example uh, of what, you know, she actually had, I just had a conversation with somebody about a week ago regarding my comments about Gamergate and how they need to rebrand. Really? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine. He was not not the happiest with me. Probably just going to hear this, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then I think, I, I don't know. Like, it, I, I thought what I said was very clear-cut. I, was, I wasn't saying drop the whole thing. All I said was they need to rebrand because the, the, the branding Gamergate is lost. You know, then he he's saying it you know, wouldn't really, uh, you know, we, just because you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to the, the best way to put what he said. You know, just because uh, they've tarnished the name doesn't mean we should stop fighting for it. Ultimately, you know, he that's says, not what you, but you're not saying to stop fighting for it, though. Right? That's you're what just I'm saying. saying but, call yourself something different so you can drop the baggage, but keep up the fight. Yeah, that's exactly that's what that's what I'm saying. But to him, I think. It was more of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling them, like, you know, let it cool down a bit, you know, or stop pressing so much, you know, drop the name. And, you know, when the name goes, that so does the movement, and that's not the case. That's not how I feel about it. I also said that Gamergate needs to have, like, clear-cut leadership. They need yes. to have a clear-cut leadership and clear-cut method of communication. Yes. You know. And, uh, yeah, just, I guess maybe for some people it didn't come up. Because there was that other guy... Not him, but that other guy, that comment that I shared with you on our site the other day, like, uh, what was the last week or the week before last? Where that guy was mad about that article I wrote about the fruits oh, yeah. of labor. Yeah, he was like, I can't believe, you know, I'm never coming to this site again. How could you blame the true victims here? And he's talking about gamer gators. The true victims are anybody, and uh, 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 the true victims are anybody that's been, in, been affected by the harassment that's been going around. And, and that applies to both sides, although I think generally the media would, would 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 say that it's been gamergate more and notice how i'm trying to even couch that yeah. <laughs> but um no but uh, but i mean it, it generally anybody that's been affected by the harassment that's really the problem is that it's I, and we've said this before is that for any real dialogue to happen for any real change to be made for any progress to occur here the harassment needs to stop if there's no more harassment people can actually talk about what's going on and then either you know you can go stick to whatever media you want to stick with or progress in games will be made whatever your agenda is but as long as you're harassing people you know calling in bomb threats you know doxing people that 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 doesn't accomplish anything it 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 it, it gets more attention for the, the 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 whole movement as it were but not the right kind of attention right 
right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the thing. Like, both sides, because I know, you know, of course they're going to say, well, the women get harassed, and, you know, then, um, you know, it's, they, they get, har- you know, they get harassed in mass, you know, like a Sarkeesian and, uh, well, who else? Uh, Quinn and Brianna Wu, they get tons, you know, tons of thousands of threats, or supposedly threats. And, uh, you know, they get, um, a lot of people who are like, you know, we'll send them chat messages and uh, death threats and stuff like that. They get that in mass. Whereas let's say somebody who is a Gamergate supporter will might say just not and not in the misogynist way, I might add, like, you know, they might be talking just, you know, about fucking ethics and games journalism. And as soon as they say something, even if they just say, you know, ethics and game journalism regarding Gamergate, now they're especially if they're on Polygon or on Kotaku or almost any major site at this point, because uh, they've all all gone PC. If they're on any major site, they're gonna get bombarded with harassment of their own. Yeah, you know, people replying to their comment, calling them misogynist. You know, when they may not be misogynist, when all they really care about is making sure that you know, well, one, you know, games ethics and journalism as an issue. But two, some people just don't like Sarkeesian, not because she's a woman, but because she's a she's manipulative and a liar. Like she is. Right. That is my right. stance, and you can come talk to me about that any day. Any day. Preferably <laughs> in person. <laughs> but that's the thing, like she is manipulative and she is a liar. When I watch the feminist frequency videos and I'm watching her use to like take certain things out of context for videos, that pisses me off. I, I don't care that she's a woman. Like, if you know, I don't have a problem with Brianna Wu. I don't have a problem with uh, Zoe Quinn. I know tons of women that in gaming. Not a problem with a single one of them. I have a problem with her because of this specific issue. This is why I don't like Anita Sarkeesian. But I go ahead and say that on a forum, a fucking Reddit, if I'm not in the misogynist forum, and I get bombarded. You know? Right. I would get. I actually stopped using Reddit because I got. I would get like downloaded for much less than that, you know. But you know that's that's the thing. Like that, there's a lot of people who don't like Sarkeesian for that uh, matter. But if you say you don't like Sarkeesian, you're instantaneously a uh, a misogynist, you know. And that, and that's the problem. Like I think that that that's that's a huge issue, and the harassment needs to stop both ways. Like people need to, you know. There's no. It's it's it is a you're with us or you're against us mentality, and that's not going to help anybody. That's why no progress has been made. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. You want to tell me progress has been made? No, the only progress that's been made is that GamerGate lost. Like the, in terms of they lost the marketing war. <laughs> the other problem too with that whole mentality, and I'm, I'm trying to find who actually made the point in the article. I'm not sure if it was Owen or if it was um, actually. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was Owen who made the point in the article. Um, yeah, but he says that it's one of those things like, because the extremists are so, you know, you're with us, you're, you're against us and anything you say, especially if you try to at all maintain any kind of neutrality, you immediately piss off both sides because you're clearly not with them. Um, and so any, any, you know, gaming journalist who doesn't want to deal with that is just not going to talk about it. It's, and he even says what it's, it's, uh, uh, where, where does he say that here? Uh, yeah, he said uh, it, it's not uh, it's not worth that. One, not when I can write a post about Destiny and get twelve times the audience and one tenth the aggravation. So a lot of the people who maybe could bring a you know a, a rational voice to this discussion 
aren't because it's not worth it to them. And it's, if, if it's not worth it to them, then the community suffers because those are the people you need to be the loudest, especially when you've got two extreme camps yelling at each other, drawing these harsh lines. You need the rational middle to kind of tell everybody else, like, shut up and, like, kind of move the, the conversation directly. That's why they're the middle. That's kind of where the bulk consensus is. And all that winds up happening is you just get these two loud factions and it just, if one, it feels a lot more hostile and aggressive than it needs to. And you get, you know, and I think that too, that, that amps up the rhetoric to the point that you get harassment, you get bomb threats, you get doxing that doesn't need to happen. So we need those rational voices to kind of speak up a little more to kind of be like, guys, calm down, chill out. And let's talk about this and not be harassing everybody because that's the important voices. And that's how you kind of get change and progress. That's right. But that's the middle view. And that's why nobody's listening to it. that makes sense to me you probably a lot of people listening to this podcast you know but like uh, uh, to both sides you know for both extreme sides then it it really doesn't you know like actually my friend he was kind of offended that i said actually that's how the conversation started he was offended that i said you know, if this was an anti-gamers gate conference i would you know this would sound this would sound more natural or this would this would seem more likely that somebody called a bomb threat, but I'm a little surprised that somebody called in a bomb threat to a pro gamergate conference, and he was offended by that. And I tried to explain that the only reason I w- I, th- I find it surprising is that the anti gamergate people already won. They already won. There was no reason for them to call in a bomb threat. Yeah. You know, they they already won. It just it hurts their case. And he was like, you know, he he was making good points. I give it to her, like they're just they're just as extreme as the other extremists, which is which is true. But <clears throat> just from a logical perspective, which I was trying to use, maybe I should have applied it. I was like, huh, that's weird. Well, the problem, I guess, it goes back to that whole lack of central leadership, and that there are like all the sites that could be perceived as you know like leadership for the anti gamer game movement, like Polygon. They all decried the attack. Um, you know, when when right, actually, I don't know, did they? I I think even. Did Owen actually say that the attack was terrible or shouldn't have been done or anything? No, I think he just, like, he didn't even say anything. Like, so maybe they didn't explicitly, well, they, they, they did well, I, I guess that's the thing. Maybe they didn't explicitly condone, condone it, but they didn't explicitly decry it either. Um, but I, 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 get, I get the general sense that nobody was celebrating it, so to say. I think it was all, I, I don't know, maybe this is just my take, that it was all kind of reported with a bit of, like, why is this still happening? Like, we shouldn't be calling in bomb threats. I think it was only reported that way mainly because it was toward a pro gamergate conference. I think if it was a, if it was a bomb threat to an anti gamergate conference, Ben Kuchera would have wrote the article, and then he would have wrote another article talking about his feelings on it. I'll give you that. That's, I think that. that's how it would have happened. To be perfectly honest with you. So, so the only the only gave it to the neutral guy because it wasn't good for their side, kind of thing. I think so. Because let's be let's be real. Polygon is a total like social justice warrior or gaming site, one hundred percent. Kotaku a bit less, you know, but it's the popular thing to do. That's that's the popular thing, you know, the social justice warrior thing right now, and that's what they're that's what they're kind of going with. They got to get those views, man. Well, see, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if popular is the right word. It's 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 traffic generating. <laughs> <laughs> That I will give you that. <laughs> I wouldn't say popular, but it, it's 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 fiscally responsible, maybe. <laughs> I, I will give you that, and that is why we don't have ads on Mash Those Buttons. 
<laughs> we're not nobody's pulling these strings <laughs> 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 all right so let's uh we're gonna wrap it up on that one uh let's see what we got going on we have well we got a little bit of of, uh, of an issue going on because like i said dre is in uh seattle for pax prime right now and uh meza he was at the uh he was actually at um summer jam this weekend as well and because Dre's in Seattle, I don't I don't think we're gonna have a double tap this week. We usually have it the first week of every month. I think we're gonna have it the second week of you know, of of of, of September. So you're probably gonna in orbit and a double tap in the same exact week. Okay. Uh so there's that going on. Is there a wild talk this Monday, Nick? There is a wild talk this Monday. Okay. So you, you, double tap won't be there, in orbit won't be there, wild talk will. Okay, so <laughs> Wild Talk it welcomes you into its warm embrace. Yes. <laughs> Everybody who wants to listen to Wild Talk. So we, we have, we'll have a Wild Talk this week. Uh, and uh, obviously a MASH cast. And like I said, we're going to plan on doing MASH casts all the way into December. Uh, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on iTunes. Uh, we are on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices. We're also on uh, Overwatch. For iTunes, which is just Overwatch. Not, uh, is it Overwatch? Over is it Overwatch? <laughs> I think it's Overwatch. I will double check that right now. It is Overcast. Sorry, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. It, it is Overcast uh, for iTunes, which is basically it's a it's a RSS reader, but it's just not RSS reader. Sorry, it's a it's a uh, it's a podcast player, but it's supposed to be a nicer one. I don't know. I don't use it, but. Some people suggested it to me, and we are on there, so you can subscribe to us on Overcast. We're also on Player.fm and Pocket Cast. All of the podcasts, uh, that's Double Tap, In Orbit, MASHcast, Wild Talk, all the podcasts are available on those channels, so, you know, pick whatever you like, and then you can roll out with it. Um, so, as always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys soon, sooner than later, because like I said, we're going to probably do a special edition on PAX Prime, so we'll see you guys soon. Have a great week, everybody. Later.